You're listening to the USCA official podcast, which takes you behind the scenes of eventing, covering all the big events, professional tips and tricks, interviews, special guests, and the latest USCA eventing news. Welcome to the USCA official podcast listeners, and we have got one of my favorite types of shows because we are putting your questions to two very special guests, James and Helen Alliston. It is lovely to have you both on the show. Um, James, I will start with you. It is great to have you on the show. Uh, and all systems full swing for Bookalo, I imagine, in a few short weeks now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're just sort of putting the final touches to the preparation. I have one more show next week. Um, so hopefully that goes well. And yeah, excited. Watch this space. Karma is the horse that you're taking to book out. We might chat about that a little bit later on in the show, actually. We'll we'll crack on with some questions first. Um, Helen, can you set the scene for us? Because in the start of the last sort of two minutes of recording this, we've had a cat, we've had two dogs slash absolutely enormous um, uh, four-legged uh, people taking over the tack room. So where are you and who is with you? Yeah, we're in we're in our office right now, which is a bit of a bomb site at the moment as I'm looking around here. But we've got uh, Duncan and Dora with us, our dogs, and Thomas just exited. He was in the he was in the office shelves. I'm not sure why, um, but he's he's now left the room. <laughs> Duncan, Duncan and Dora are my absolute new favorites. What breed are they? They're Bernese Mountain Dogs. Bernese Mountain Dogs, literally, listeners. I'm obsessed. Um, okay, let's crack on with the show. So the first question, and some of these listeners are going to be quite serious. Some of them are probably a little bit more out there. Um, but I'm going to start you both with a really nice, easy one. How did you meet? And that is from Sophie. So how did you guys meet? Uh, I came to take lessons from James about 10, 12 years ago, and I never left. <laughs> Amazing. Do you still get to train her now? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I'd say anything. Um, not that I ever would. Have, yeah, I get my head burned off. He's allowed to Definitely give. Not. He's allowed to give compliments. Yeah, compliments. <laughs> okay, that's that's. I would say that's good life marriage advice. To be honest, um, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say it. Yeah. Like we can yeah. all live by that. Yeah. Um, okay. This one is kind of related. Uh, this is from Katie. And she says, what is it like working and competing against each other? Obviously your husband and wife, but your teammates, you both, I'm sure ha have the horses that you sort of ride and, and manage yourself. So how does it all fit together and how do the kind of the puzzle pieces work? I, I don't think we're like competitive with each other, to be honest. Like, I think we, we, um, we want to win what we do, but we, it doesn't matter who who does, right? I, I don't think. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we own we own all our horses together, yeah. and we've actually switched a few times horses, so yeah. we're we're quite attached to the horses. Um, I think, like at lower level shows, we're probably like a little bit jokingly competitive. Like <laughs> if we have the last show jump down, and the other one beats the other. We'll give them. Sometimes we put like little wages, dinner, yeah. dinner wages on, on the low level ones yeah. just to make it spicy. Yeah. The eye classes where we just want to want the horses to go well. You want to do them well. Uh, what does it look like then? A dinner wager. Is that who does the dishes? Is that who has to cook? 
No, like we've done it, I think, not too many times, but a couple of times with, with one of our friends as well. And um, it's, We started it's, doing it, it with... for the dressage. Yeah. It's not really about the show, it's just the dressage. <laughs> it's uh, whoever wins the dressage, the others buy him dinner, I think. Which we've not really followed through with, actually. I don't think no. we actually... Cause well, we, we've never won it. No, we haven't won it. We haven't bought the dinner either. I no. Think. Yeah. no, we did it with like a couple of our kids' students and they always beat us. So that wasn't really that fun. But yeah. <laughs> you were obviously training them really well, <laughs> training them too well, training them too well. I love that. Who is the most competitive out of the two of you? I think that, probably me. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty nuts. So <laughs> there was, there was absolutely no hesitation on James's part there. He was like, yeah, no, no, it's no I bring the intensity, but I'm younger, so maybe it'll maybe it'll calm down. <laughs> um, okay, James, this question is specifically uh, for you, um, and this is from Jenny, and she says, "How do you find eventing in the US compared to back home? I, I mean, I'm calling it home in the UK. I mean, home is now in the US, but when you grew up eventing in the UK, how does it compare to eventing in the US?" Certainly out here in California, I, I think that the shows are sort of you go a lot of the times you go like Wednesday night and then you, you practice on Thursday and then you do the show Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you're away for, for um, sort of a, a longer length of time. Um, normally, like the business model for the professionals is you bring a students with you um, when you're gone for the shows like that. Whereas I think in England, you know, you, you're done in a couple of hours, the whole thing, right? Like you, you do it all and you're out of there. So that's a little bit different. Um, out here in California, the ground is obviously very different. We don't really have grass. It's sort of tracks like, like um, dirt, really. Um, so you don't need to stud, which is nice. That was, that was a pleasant surprise um, when I came out here. And just more travel, I would say. I, I, I kind of grew up in a very uh, eventing area, I guess. Lots of events very, very near. So, like, I remember traveling in England, like, three or four hours to a show, and that was huge, right? Like, that was, like, a real ordeal, and we got the horse out at halfway and walked it around. <laughs> uh, gave it water and all of this. And, like, now, we, uh, yeah, I mean, we go across the country in America, right? Like, if, if I go to Kentucky, it's three days driving you know so it's definitely a lot more driving as brits i have to admit are very spoiled and don't realize how spoiled we are i have so much respect when when i chat to, to people based over in the us and particularly actually for you guys on the west coast as well because you know three days isn't abnormal for you over here people would ha be having kittens um if they have to go up to blair castle in scotland it's you know a marathon road trip and everybody instagrams about it for days in advance um <laughs> <laughs> what about what is it about the west coast that you guys love and, and is so important to you well the first thing is the sunshine it's always sunny here it's pretty yes. nice i'm yes. from Se i'm from seattle so it's kind of a similar climate to england right so the sunshine definitely hooked me in but i think that it's the community that we really like so much um we're all really close friends with the other professionals and all the the young riders and adult riders everybody knows each other and supports each other a lot um cause i think just because it's a smaller smaller pool of riders probably than on the east coast um so yeah that's kind of my favorite part about it it's just every every show is like a lot of fun you know every night's kind of a little party and it's fun the weather and the community two very yeah. very good reasons james yeah. anything to add to the weather i mean sunshine and good friends i think um 
Yeah, I think just the, the, the winters aren't so... It does rain here. We have a wet season in Northern California. Um, we're near San Francisco. So it is, it, it's not... I wouldn't say it's like beautiful necessarily in the winter always. But I remember the, the winters, uh, uh, certainly in England, were, that was hard. You know, it's dark so early and... and um, yeah, like the, the ground's very wet a lot of the time. It's kind of hard to train a little bit sometimes, right? And I know the guys on the East Coast have, have, a, have it awesome where they, where they do that. When I was there, I worked for a guy and we did summer in Pennsylvania and then we went to Florida. So they really have it, have it nice with the year-round training and, um, yeah, they can compete year-round as well, which is cool. Um, a question that's kind of related to that is from Lucy, and she says, "Do you do anything special to deal with the heat in a California summer? How hot is it?" We're, yeah, well, we're in we're in San Francisco Bay Area, so it doesn't actually get very hot here. Um, we'll have maybe a few weeks in the kind of this time of year. Actually, we've just gotten through it, and it wasn't too bad this year. But we'll have a few weeks, maybe, where you get into the hundreds. Um, but it stays pretty nice here. We're we're in a really good part of California. We we do do some shows though. Yeah, where it can yeah. be. We've done some shows where it's been unbelievably hot, like uh, 110. Yeah, we, yeah. We've done a 110 few 110 degrees in Paso Robles. Yeah. We do um we do one in July that that can be quite hot. But they they organize around the heat. You know, like they you run the horses at 7:30 a.m. if they have to and. Um, yeah. So they, they do it. That's not really us. They do a good job of organizing. I, I think what we try and do there is we have fans that we put in the trailer just in case it's hot. So we, we try and get get the air moving through the through the barn. Um, yeah, try and keep cool. Do you ever, or do some of the events that you go to, um, do you ever find yourselves affected by, so like this summer with the bad wildfires, with the smoke, anything like that? So how do you manage that? Well, we're pretty conservative. Like if it's just us personally, if it's smoky at all, we just withdraw our horses and save them for another day. I I don't know. I just, I think there's a, there's starting to be more and more research about the wildfire smoke because it's becoming more of a regular problem, but it just doesn't seem worth the risk to me. The, these horses, the lungs are pretty darn important for what we do. So we, we don't ride or compete if it's smoky at all. And actually, from your perspective as athletes, it yeah. can't be particularly good for you guys either. Um, okay, Jill says, James, what do you most miss from Great Britain? Horsey and non-horsey. I'm going to say, come on, Yorkshire tea. Would that have been high up your list of priorities? Uh, not a big tea drinker, honestly. Oh, okay. Uh, I like the chocolate bars in England. Yeah, <laughs> the chocolate's much better in England, I think. What else? Uh, I miss the grass as well. You know, I think uh, I think it's nice for the horses for sure. Uh, grazing on the grass and yeah. grass and chocolate, both <laughs> yeah. food related. Okay, like that. And, um, and his and his and family. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so sorry, fam. <laughs> um, obviously, they go without saying. Um, Okay, question here from Harriet. Uh, she says, what do you look for in a young horse? Uh, you obviously have such a brilliant track record of bringing on your horses up through the levels. So what are those sort of non-negotiables that actually you really look for when they're um, just at the very, very early part of their career? Good tail. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah. First. Okay, well, good tale. What 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 does the good tale bring to the table? Is that purely aesthetic? Does it have yeah. character traits? Just yeah, just aesthetic. It's beautiful. Just, I'm I'm all there for a good tale. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Tail, okay. Tail, talent, temperament. Yeah. Three T's. I, I call it the X factor. They got to have the X factor for five star. Yeah. They can be like a little weird. I think sometimes those those top ones. But I, I almost think if they this sounds insane, but if they're too nice too pretty and too um perfect and lovely to ride I, I as a young horse i almost think that maybe um doesn't doesn't make them sort of the, the tigers they need to be sort they of haven't got the grit the determination yeah maybe, yeah maybe i like one to be a bit of a mongrel i think <laughs> <laughs> to be honest i'm i'm still back on the three t's tails talent and i mean i think that is blooming brilliant um <laughs> Listeners are going to be loving that one. Okay, yeah, I like that a lot. Are you a big fan of breeding? Do you find the the breeding side of things something that you particularly like to pursue? Yeah, we've had a few stallions and stuff like that, so I'm definitely interested in that. Um, I think you try and like have you know half half thoroughbred, right? Like I, I think that's easier said than done. Finding that, but yeah, like a heavy thoroughbred, I think takes the gamble out of. You know, a lot of these fancy warm bloods, they look great. But then, you know, it, it's sort of five years down the line, you find out they're too slow and they don't breathe well enough, don't gallop well enough. So so I think with something that's heavily thoroughbred, you know, that's not really an issue. So that's nice to know. Um, but then at the same time, there are these warm bloods that gallop like thoroughbreds that, that um yeah that, that can do it too so that's kind of what's interesting about the the breeding part of the the eventing is there are plenty of warm bloods with like very little thoroughbred like like toledo de cursa right that gallop amazingly yeah uh, and obviously they have the wonderful other traits uh that, that go with it but you know yeah there's a good chance as well that you get them to that level and find out that's too slow right so it's kind of hard to predict that it feels like it's, it's the topic of conversation, isn't it, that's very, very real at the moment. We're sort of, we're what, 20 years after the long, long format of the competition left and roads and tracks were, were sort of abolished. And, and actually, you know, the breeding program changes slightly and then you have a few years down the line and actually we're kind of seeing the results of those horses now. And it just is that topic of conversation that we all kind of uh, are speaking about Helen uh, the next question is actually for you it is from Susan in Maryland and she says how did you get your confidence back and, and particularly did you need to get your confidence back after you had the fall that broke your pelvis uh, a couple of years ago um yeah that was kind of weird actually because I never I never really had any problem coming back to cross country um like I remember when I first went cross country I just felt totally fine. But it took me quite a while just when I initially started riding. I think you don't realize how much it affects your balance uh, when you break that particular structure, um, which it should seem obvious, but it wasn't to me. Um, so that was that was actually really hard and quite scary, actually. I kind of it gave me a little bit of compassion for my adult amateur ladies I teach who get all scared when they're riding. And, and I used to always tell them to get on with it and laugh at them behind their backs a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) When I started to feel, you know, wobbly and, and whatever, I was like, Whoa, this is actually kind of scary. I didn't realize that. Um, so yeah, I'd say 
there wasn't really a trick. I, I just wrote the safest horses we owned, which apparently we don't own that many of those. So <laughs> I'll be riding a couple a day. And, and you just have to let your body get strong again. It wasn't really like much mentally for me other than just until I got strong. It's just that feeling of weak, weak and wobbly. That's, that's quite frightening. So yeah, I'd say I just gave myself a lot of time. That's, that's the main thing is I wasn't, I wasn't in a rush at all, just time. And, uh, what advice would you give to somebody coming back from injury? Is time, is time yeah, the big, the big one? Yeah. Yeah. Go slow. Don't, don't, um, don't get ahead of yourself. Cause you just, you, that is when you get kind of mentally messed up is if you if you rush it and have a big setback. Um, but if you just take your time and ride good horses, then then it just comes back on its own. So, yeah. Okay. There we go. I like that a lot. Next question is, what do you both love the most about the sport of eventing? There's lots of brilliant bits. There's some tough bits as well. What is it for you that you love the most, James? I think, like, it's the all-round sort of, of training I think right like is it every day is a little bit different it's nice for the horses they're sort of doing a lot of different things as well yeah I just like sort of work, working with the horses and, and uh, having the variety to the work and obviously the cross country is the best part about the sport yeah I think I think it's just uh sort of just working with the horses every day and watching them develop and and having that partnership with them yeah I, I really like that love that Helen yeah, I agree. I think we we do most of our horses. We buy them. Well, James picks them out typically really young, right? So we know them from the very beginning, which is kind of special. So I think, like you said, the journey with the horse, and then I'd say specifically my favorite is just um, like a lot, uh, like at a long, long format event in the cross country. Just just the galloping along is really fun. Um, I don't I don't ride as many as James, so when I get to a long, I kind of kind of think about it more I think when I'm out there in the galloping lanes I'm like wow this is a lot a lot more fun than those stupid horse trials we always have to do because you just kind of get to cruise along and relax and um, I guess it depends on what you're riding but my my current top horse is a really good galloper so um, for me that's kind of the coolest part about the sport specifically is just that that amazing feeling when you're out there for nearly 10 minutes right on that that amazing athlete so yeah that's really cool um okay next question is from sam it is is quite a predictable question i'm not gonna lie but i do love it because i always feel like it tells us a lot about a person you can have any event horse in the world right now in your barn for you to ride who would you choose uh, Toledo de Cursor. Well, he's, he, I think he's hurt right now, but if he was sound, Toledo de Cursor <laughs> next year, maybe. <laughs> he's a great uh, choice. To be honest, he is always, always the most popular answer. Yeah, well, he's just, I, I think he might, it sounds like he's kind of difficult to write, so maybe that's ambitious. He's tricky. <laughs> and, and weirdly, if you see him in the, if you, if you see him in the stable, he, I always think, is much smaller than actually yeah. when you see Tom riding him. Like he, yeah. he sort of comes alive when he's being ridden. Um, he's yeah. incredible. No, I, yes, I love that horse. That's one of my all-time favorite horses. James, I'll go for an American one. So uh, Boyd has one called Luke. Uh, oh so yeah, bought, Luke one forty. Uh, he bought it to Galway when um, you know. So we didn't. No one out here really knew that much about it. But he bought it to Galway and won that show. And um, it's just a small horse, but. 
Uh, again, I don't think it's easy to write. It's sort of, you know, very um, keen and um, bouncy and uh, it just looked like a really cool horse. And then obviously it had some time off being hurt, but then I watched it um, on the TV at Le Moulin and it just looked the same, just really enthusiastic and bouncy. And um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it can stay sound. I think it could, could be awesome. Yeah. Proper jumper, proper yep. jumper. I understand, word on the street listeners, is heading to an autumn five-star, I think, Maryland. I think Federman, uh, Federman B is going to Poe, I think. And I think, don't don't kill me if I'm wrong, listeners, but I think Luke 140 is possibly uh, heading to Maryland. Okay, um, next question. We've only got a couple left, so we're going to whip through them. But next question is going to be, you're having a dinner party. You can have, I'll be honest, listeners, full transparency, this is my question. But seeing as I'm asking the questions, I figured that I can slip it in there. Dinner party, you can have anybody you would like, dead or alive. Who are your four guests? Now, you can either do four each or you can have two each. It's up to you. Depends how similar in taste your dinner guest company would be. Between like horse people or just any people? Anybody you like. Elvis, (laughs) Barack Obama, (laughs) literally anybody. Anything goes. I take uh, Barack and Michelle, and or either one of them. I'd go. I, I, I'm sort of like watching tennis and quite keen, so I'd go Roger Federer. Yeah, Federer. He just seems. Oh yeah. Well, they're okay. friends. So that'd be perfect. Uh, are they friends? Yeah. There you go. They get along. Yeah. Carpool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one more. Uh, Nadal. If we're doing tennis, he cooks. He can cook Does for he? us. Does All he right. cook? Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. I was going to say you could invite Janelle Price over to cook for you. She's an amazing cook. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Helen, Helen I like Janelle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, great. Okay. Perfect. Right. Last question is going to be um, James. <laughs> this one's for you. Um, do you still drive really slowly? <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> that you won't break over is it 55 miles an hour and that you once got pulled over for going too slow <laughs> twice he got pulled over yeah. twice for going too slow yeah, that is... they thought he was drunk it wasn't too slow they... <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, was it was... totally so i had to get out of the car and do that is when i first moved to california so i didn't really know the roads that well and i had a dog in the car who, a little dog who was sort of climbing on me. So I was going slowly and the, the, cop, the cops pulled me over and made me get out and um, do the whole thing. I, I was not drinking then, so it was fine. Yeah. You were just going too slowly. Um, and did they, what, what was the kind of the messaging? Did they say you got to go a bit faster or did they just send you on your way again? Yeah, they said your pupils are really dilated. Are you on drugs? Like, no, I'm not. I'm not. It's like get out. Yeah. So, uh-oh. so I am slightly terrified of the police, and I came over to commentate at Carolina, uh, God, a few years ago. So I had never driven in America before, and it's the other side of the road, obviously. So I hired this car, and off I went away from the airport. And you have this weird thing about turning right on red lights or something, which yeah, totally yeah. blew my mind. I just I found it very uncomfortable. Anyway, um, a police car then started following me, at which point I was absolutely terrified. Um, then the sirens went on and I was thinking, oh, my God, you know, and they start going, you think, I've got to pull over. I've got to find somewhere safe to pull over. Um, anyway, they didn't want to pull me over at all. They simply had obviously been called in to somebody up ahead and off they yeah. went. And, and I was just like 
probably dawdling along in their way far too slow but I'm still slightly scarred from the experience about five years later I lost about five years of my life um I had visions of I mean you just don't know what to do do you you do how do you deal with that situation anyway he's the same as you though it's like an English thing maybe you guys are really afraid of police (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely I'm with you there James I massive respect not I don't know if it's genuine fear or healthy respect or go healthy respect um can we just touch upon a bookalo for a second, James, because you are heading out there with Karma as part of the US eventing at Land Rover team for the Nations Cup in a couple of weeks. Um, first of all, tell us a little bit about Karma because she's only a nine-year-old, but she looks like a really, really exciting horse for you. Yeah, um, she's a cool horse. It's a cool story. So she was... Um... She was bred by Katie Crowley, who's a West Coast eventer. She's from Oregon, but she trains kind of near us at Chocolate Horse Farm, which is Andrea Pfeiffer um, in Santa Rosa. So Andrea phoned me up and said, I have this horse that my client bred. It's a bit difficult. It would sort of freeze in the arena when they rode it, which, you know, that's never good, you know, because, you know, you don't know if you should hit them or they'll go crazy or whatever. So um, I said, all right, well, I'll give it give it a try um and yeah like we got it got going i sent it mad i found her up and i said uh, it doesn't freeze anymore but it like you get on it and it just wants to run like it's 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 kind of half mad now so uh i've not really helped things out <laughs> and she said well she said it jumps amazing um do, do you want to do you want it you know i can i can talk to um katie and and arrange for you, for you to have it and see what you can do with it. So I said yes, and then I was like, I got a little bit. Um, I think that I think right after he agreed to it, the horse went extra poorly. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, okay. Uh, okay. No, I don't know. But then Helen was like, "Well, I'll ride it, no problem." So then I was like, <laughs> "No, no, no. All right, all right. I love it. Thanks very much." Um, yeah. And yeah, and 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 she's she's just always been an incredible athlete um and the dressage obviously was fairly hot initially but she settled down and um one of our good friends rick Plummer, i um he really um has sort of been a constant supporting helen and i for, for many many years um we, we've phoned him up and said um do you want to sort of um help us with this horse it could be really really cool or or maybe not depending on how it goes and he was like yeah i trust you and and so yeah big thank you to rick Plummer for helping us along with with karma um yeah and and uh she sort of had a really good year this year i think um yeah and culminating in booklet so hopefully we can do do well there and and cap it off she was i mean she's had a, a really great season she was top 10 at kentucky in the four star short um she went and won the four star long format at rebecca farm as well in the summer so she i mean she's a double clear i say a double clear machine she's only actually i think completed um five internationals but she's been double clear in all of them and inside the time cross country in four of them so she's got a great record um have you been to buckalo before james I went, yeah, last year with Nemesis and I failed the okay. Sunday cross-up. So we're hoping, we're hoping to do a little bit. I, I figured I'd been benched. They'd never have me back. But, um, yeah, so hopefully we do a little better. Yeah. Helen, are you able to go this year? No, it's the same weekend as our local international show, Woodside. Um, okay. Last, last year I skipped it and left all our clients hanging. So 
I, I couldn't really do that again this year. Um, and I have two horses competing there that I, that kind of need to keep, keep going with. So yeah, so I'm skipping this year, but I'll, I'll get up in the middle of the night and watch him and go back to bed. <laughs> I, I will be talking you through it actually. Uh, there you go. You can send me some commentary notes on the side. Um, okay. and I'll uh, get them in there for you just to keep okay, your, cool. um, middle of the night viewing. Entertained. Um, look, thank you both so, so much. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. It has been lovely for you to answer all of our questions. And uh, yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks, thank for, you. Having Thanks for having us. Yeah. Our absolute pleasure. Listeners, the dogs, what was it, Duncan and Dora? You got it. Yeah. <laughs> have literally just been sat beautifully in the background. There's a little nose yeah, that keeps popping one. up. We lost, we lost one. <laughs> oh, we lost one. Okay. Um, anyway, we've We've still got Duncan. There we go. Um, (laughs) Listeners, thank you guys very much for tuning in. It has been a pleasure as always. Helen, James, thank you. Best of luck. And we'll be back very soon with more on the USCA official podcast. Thanks for listening to the USCA official podcast. If you have any suggestions or feedback, then we would love to hear from you. Get in touch through any of our social media platforms at US Eventing. And don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode.